Welcome to The Barbell Strikes Back. I'm your host, James McDermott, and Frank Ford is joining me again on the show. Frank, how are you doing? Good, James. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to have you back on. Uh, long time no see, right? Yeah, yeah, only yesterday. Yeah, I was, I was in Binghamton, New York yesterday, and now I'm back in Albany. And I was out at your gym, CrossFit Sona, for a weightlifting seminar, which was pretty cool. I haven't done a weightlifting seminar in terms of teaching one in quite some time. Done some barbell seminars. We did that rowing seminar before the pandemic and a couple gymnastics seminars, but weightlifting has uh, not been one that I've taught for quite a while, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a good time. Thanks for coming out. Everybody appreciated it, and uh, they all had a blast. So it was uh, everyone's first time at a weightlifting seminar, so you know, it was a good one to uh, introduce them to that, that style of seminar. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be the first to take them through several hours of bar work. And then after several hours of bar work, tell them, all right, now it's time to like lift heavy now. And everyone's yeah. like, wait, what do you, what do you mean? I thought we were just going to do this. Like, no, 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 That was they all like the prep. Kidding. Yeah. They thought I was kidding. Well, yeah. They, did they, like when you, what did you tell them and what was their response? Because you have a very unique relationship with, with your crew. They give you a lot of, you know. They give you a lot of heat. They give you a lot of, you know, flack for some things. And so I could just imagine you're telling them the reality of what's coming up. And I could see some people in the group not taking you seriously and then locking eyes with you during the seminar when we're doing ticker squats and their thighs are on fire. Yeah. You know, I told them what was going to happen. I explained to them, you know, like you're going to be holding on to an empty barbell for a long time and it's going to feel like you're holding on to your one rep max. You know, and um, I, I don't think because, you know, our training sessions aren't that intense, you know, that's that's several hours of it's just that amount of time holding onto a bar like it's hard to duplicate that in an hour or two. Um, so they've just never felt it before. So I just don't think they were ready. Like, you know, we I do have a good uh, like a unique relationship with them. We, we bust each other's chops a lot, um, you know, but as long as as long as they show up and do the work and, and take it serious when it's time to. Uh, lift then then i'm all good with it but i don't think they took me i don't think they took me seriously when i told them you know how tough a weightlifting seminar can be and then uh yeah when they were in the bottom of a ticker squat and they just look over at me i'm like i told you like you know i i don't know why you thought i was kidding but yeah i think about the uh the fifth or sixth time that we went back to doing ticker squats I could see, you know, the life leave some of their eyes where they're like, wait, we're going to do that again. I thought that was it. But I really wanted to drive home being balanced and strong and in control in that bottom position of the snatch. So I, ha I have to admit, this lesson plan that I put them through is way harder than the lesson plan that I did at the last weightlifting seminar that I taught. Last weightlifting seminar that I taught was way different. And it's just because I've grown as a coach and I've tweaked my own teaching methods as, as a coach. And I thought about it, you know, as I was planning for this one, well, I'm going to take this out. I'm going to take that out. You know, uh, we're not going to do too much of an emphasis on X drill. We're going to spend more on Y drill. And I really liked the way this seminar flowed and just the way I went about this one in general, I thought it was more effective. They were moving great. And, um, I think, um, that's how I'll stick with it. And I think I'm going to take some of that stuff too into our barbell club class. Cause there were a few things that we did that we don't regularly do in our barbell class. 
So I think um, everybody can benefit from some of these new changes to just the bar work technique. Yeah, I know they definitely picked up some good tips. And, um, you know, I definitely learned a, a few things that I'm going to keep um, and make sure that, that we, you know, keep doing in the future. Um, but I think, I think that, um, you know, they, they had a, a new appreciation for what, you know, hard training can be, um, you know, and just what it feels like to be really worn down. Like, cause we've had hard sessions before, but it's a whole different game when it's, you know, three, three and a half hours of snatch work and then another two and a half, three hours of clean and jerk afterwards. Like that's just, you know, I think they understand and maybe have a little bit more appreciation for the work that, you know, I put in, you know, their coach, like they know I've done this in the past and, and stuff like that. So I, I think they, you know, it, it, not only did they learn about the movement, the technique, but I think they gained a little bit of respect for the sport, you know, yeah. it's a little easy to come in and, you know, you're in a class of 15 people and, you know, it's only an hour, hour and a half and um, you can kind of coast through that, but there was no hiding on Saturday. No, no. And that, that's one of the things I really tried to drive home. And if you'll notice, like, as I'm, as I'm coaching and talking about things, I repeat myself a lot. Like uh, there's some things I said over and over and over, but it's because this is the part that I feel is really, really important. And I want to drive it home. And one of the things that I repeated over and over and over is that we do this stuff at Albany all the time, every single session. 365, you know, 52 weeks a year, however many reps that adds up from the hips, knees, shins, transitions, tall snatches, all that stuff. And not only that, but their coaches, you and Tracy have also gone through that and put in the work. And that's why I really wanted to show videos of you and Tracy lifting, because I figured it's very possible some of them haven't seen that before, even though I know you showed them some of your videos. And Plus your videos are all over our page too. So, you know, uh, people get to see them UPRing regularly. But I especially wanted to show Tracy and Carol Ann and Carrie, you know, people from their community and then from our barbell club out here in Albany show people that are started from a similar situation, you know? Like one, one person from your group, uh, Jackie, reminds me a lot of Haley. And mm. it's like, so it's like, Show, I want to show, you know, where Haley started. And, you know, when she first started, she had never snatched before. She'd only done hang cleans, you know, hang power cleans from uh, from track. So mm. it's like I, I wanted to show them lifters that they could relate to, as opposed to showing like high profile weightlifters, you know, like off a hook grip, things like that. I've done that in the past, but I wanted it to be a little more relatable. What did you think about that part of the seminar? I thought it was good. I thought they, like you said, it was more relatable, you know, because we're showing them also people that are at an attainable level, right? Like there's nothing stopping them from being able to snatch as good or better than I do. Right. Like it's hard to emulate somebody like Ilya and his clean and jerk. And it's like that, that technique is so refined and, you know, he's been doing it since he was a child. You know, we have a lot of people that are in, the club that are you know everyone's in their late 20s early 30s and into the master's divisions you know so it's you know everybody's like kind of um it's good to see something that's more attainable like oh frank started when he was 27 why you know what i mean like why yeah. could not do that 
and they get to watch a video of you all baby face, you know, no beard, snatching a hundred for the first time, you know, and then they get to see you watch, you know, snatch 125 in that video several years later and look like a completely different athlete. And, but that's also, it's like, look at what the work did for Frank, you know, and, and not only that, but like, this is your coach. This is who's in front of you, you know, and I, as your coach can talk about what we did and your progress over time. If we're watching a video on Ilya or pocket Hercules or Lydia or someone like that. Yeah. It's fun to watch. It's cool. But I, I can only talk so much about it. And some of what I'm talking about is also pure speculation right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why he does what he does. I've never talked to him, you right. know. It doesn't hit home the same way with them either. Like, they don't see it like, like you show them the video of my very first competition, right? Which is like, probably you could count on two hands how many times I actually snatched a clean and jerk before that day, right? Like, it was a low number. And uh, we go through with them, like, listen, like, this is like day one lifting. Like, this is where I started. Like, this is with virtually no coaching like this is my first day of snatching basically and then going to a few months later okay this is you know snatching 90 something kilos and 100 kilos and you know hitting these prs right and then like you said pushing to you know here's 117 and then a couple months later hitting 125 and like it wasn't like we went from day one to now like showing that progression they were able to see and like okay so to get from here to here we worked on you know this you know mobility and stuff like that and now we're able to squat snatch right we're able to hit the full depth now from there you know we had to work on you know this this and this and and now we can you know snatch this kind of way you know we get a little bit stronger much better technique we iron out the pull and now we're at 125 and so they can see that like you throw up a video there's no videos on the internet of ilium doing something wrong you know like there's no videos of him looking like a scrub like they're all perfect there's no there's no proof of the of the progression you know yeah and and plus with that you know it was nice to have you there one they got to see you lifting weights you know 110 115 going after 120 plus going after 130 you know we'll talk (laughs) about that here in a second um in person like live and i'm sure they've seen that before but also seeing you go through the bar progression, go warm up, uh, set up on the bar, do everything that they were just doing. I think, I think it hits home a little more them having just done it for several hours and then seeing you go through it at a real pace. Cause you know, seminar pace is seminar pace. We're going to really spend time with that bar overhead, working on a catch position, really spend time transitioning from the knee to the hip and doing all the other stuff. But that's seminar like that. We don't spend that kind of time in class. We just build a foundation and we do it over and over again over the course of the year. But being able to see you put it in action, that Mm. I think is important, too. Yeah. And they knew I was cold, too, because they saw me sitting there all morning just taking notes. You know, I'd get up here and there to help you demo something. But really, I wasn't doing anything, you know, and and then so they saw me go from cold to snatching heavy in you know 25 minutes you know so it was good to see like this is the progress this is what we just went over at full speed yeah you know and then during the videos you being able to talk about your experiences and like yeah that like at my first bunch of competitions i powered everything 
mm-hmm. you know, I, I wasn't willing to commit to that full squat snatch. And to be truth be told, we were still working on it. Mm-hmm. And of course, things change when you get to competition because you mentioned that you used to do the full lift in training. Mm-hmm. But then we get to the competition and you hit that emergency brake button too early and you power it. And everybody can relate to that. I did it my first bunch of meets mm-hmm. and people in our club right now are doing it. And those guys are going to do that. You know, right. uh, it wasn't for me personally until I was willing to bomb out that I started doing the full lift. It's like it's full lift or not, you know, no other yeah. thing going on uh, unless it's a split snatch, full another thing. But <laughs> yeah, it was uh, pretty much the same thing for me, like until you were ready to be OK with missing you know, and going after it, then, you know, and, and it, it, it was bad because it was like, we were working so hard and I just wanted my lifts to look good, you know, and that's what everybody's worried about. I just want to look good. I want to look like I know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? I want to, I want to look like I have good technique and I want to, I want the lifts to look a certain way. And, you know, so it's like, Oh, I could do a really pretty power snatch, you know, but then you go back and you start doing the full lift and they, they look ugly. So it's almost like you're like kind of taking a step back you've got to be willing to take that step back and be the ugly lifter again, you know, quote unquote, ugly lifter and make the lifts that maybe don't look pretty, but you've got to get comfortable doing it because then the technique comes, you know? Well, and, and it's, it's funny you say that, like, well, let me know what you think about this. I would rather do and have people see me do an ugly full snatch. And when I say ugly, maybe it's, I hit the bottom and I stand and I have to take a couple steps forward. Right maybe someone would consider that ugly. Like, I don't know what your definition of ugly is. Um, You can tell me in a second. Versus see me do a pretty power snatch. Because for me, that snatch with a couple steps forward is prettier than a smooth looking power snatch, which is almost offensive to the eye, you know, uh, in terms of the grand scheme of what we're we're doing. Uh, So one, what's your definition of ugly snatch? And two... I don't know. What do you think about that? Like, uh, that's just my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree with your definition. You know, you maybe you have to walk it out or you catch it and you're in your toes, right? Or, or there's a little hitch in your pull or something changes, right? Like something, something changes that's just off, right? Maybe your squat depth is ugly. Your, your feet aren't, you know, it just doesn't look smooth, right? It doesn't, it doesn't flow into like that smooth, just right to the bottom, locked out, steady and stand straight up, you know, any deviation from that. You know, and then I think when you're new, you're so hard on yourself. You just want to be good, right? Because you know that you're new. You know that you're not, you know, a, a, a veteran lifter, right? And so you're just kind of very hard on yourself. And I think that's why you see a lot of people are like scrambling around looking at coaches and videos and, you know, they're really into it and they're very dedicated and they want to get better, but, you know, they don't have the eye and they don't know the history of the sport and they don't, they just see the number and they know that they can power snatch more than they can full snatch. Yeah. So that's all that matters so I think at at that point you know I was I wasn't ready to make that transition to be like maybe you don't snatch 95 kilos today you know like you've got to be willing to you know work on the technique and get the lift right you know because at some point that power snatch is gonna max out and we're not gonna be able to get it anymore yeah for me to lift maximally I got to get good at the full lift and I wasn't willing to make that commitment you know my first few meets i just wanted to lift as much weight as i could and at that time i could power snatch more than i could full snatch so you know you have to be willing to put the ego aside Mm -hmm. for the long-term benefit 
okay, you're not snatching 95 today. And those other dudes are going to beat you, but they've been doing it longer. But what you're going to do today is you're going to hit 85 full depth. And you're going to get used to doing that in front of three judges in this environment. Right. And then you know what? In a year, you will be beating those other guys because you're going to continue to make progress. You're new. Your technique's going to keep coming along and you're going to build up confidence in that technique. It's sort of like what I told your group. I said, what does right feel like? You know, like that's a common thing that I, I get from people when they're first starting. Well, it just, it doesn't feel right. And I'm like, well, you've never done the move before. So you tell me, I'm still trying to figure out what right feels like. And really, I know what, like when I connect with the snatch, I'm like, that was good. You know, like that, that, that was quote unquote, right. But also maybe right is just, I got it overhead and I stood up with it and I locked it out and the other guy didn't. And I won, you know, like uh, when I look back at my competition results, I don't remember what any of those snatches looked like. I don't remember any of the, you know, the, the, the walks forward, the misses that came before or after it. I just remember that was the one that I made and maybe it got me a medal. Maybe it didn't, you know, maybe it got me fourth place. Maybe it didn't, you know, but it's like in the end, all that stuff kind of doesn't matter. It's such a dynamic sport, you know, like um, if you're, if you're playing in a, a football game or any other sport, winning isn't going to look pretty, you know, or PRing isn't going to look pretty. And then weightlifting is not an aesthetic sport and it doesn't have, I think, one right feel to it. I think it's uh, whatever you're doing on the day and whatever gets the job done and you do all your training to do the best possible version of that possible that you can. Right. Yeah, no, I had that conversation with Jess yesterday. Like, you know, she hit her PR and I think she had to take like a half a step forward on a snatch or something. One of her snatches, she like walked it forward a little bit and, you know, she puts the bar down she looks at me, she's like, Oh, that was ugly. And I'm like, you've never snatched that before. Like why, you know, it, it's almost offensive that you would think that you have the right to say that it should be pretty, you know what I mean? Like you, you grinded it out and you got a PR Like and yeah. enjoy the PR. Like, don't worry. Like, you know, I'll get on you when 70% looks ugly when we're lifting hundred, 100, 203, just make the lift like I don't yeah care. when when we when we got up to like to, to the maximal weights and I could tell that they're going for PRs and stuff it's like there is nothing more I can do for you I can yell out some words things like that I could tell you something before but when that bar is on your chest like I remember uh Stacy you know hitting some heavy cleans and like she's breathing she's her whole body shaking she's turning colors there's nothing I can do you have to beat that weight now. You have to split your feet. You have to drive. You have to lock that thing overhead. And then you know what? You have to hold on. It's like you're on a bull and that bull is bucking. You know, you have to, to, to hold on and bring that lift together. And hopefully you do. Hopefully you don't. And I can say stuff to you after, but it's also, it's like, this is max effort. We can't make changes right now. We have to go there's back not, down. Nothing you can do when it's heavy like that. So, you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's not about looking, there's no medal for prettiest lift, you know, no. I don't care. Like, did we win? Great. It's not an aesthetic sport, you know, like, of course, Ilya makes it look pretty and you're like, man, I want to, I want to look pretty. And I also want to lift really, really heavy. And yeah. plus he's got that unibrow. So it's like, Hey, how bad do you really want it? Like maybe you should maybe, grow that out. Maybe when you have 25 years of lifting in and 
you are at the Olympics, then maybe you'll look like that. But I mean, you know. Yeah. And, and we talked about that at the seminar, right? Being a late starter, how we're all just so behind in the game. And that's why we need all that extra bar work, all the extra practice and technique. But then also at the same time, we need to go heavy. Like we need both. It's a fine line that we're walking. Uh, I think what we need to do is make sure that all of those mislifts don't add up to outweigh all of the good lifts that we're doing to build up our foundation. You know, like I told that story about missing, you know, a snatch 13 times in a row and just not getting it that day. But also before that, I did a lot of other snatches. I would say maybe that, that on that particular day, that's about half and half, 50-50 for the day. But then other days aren't like that. You know, I'm going to be doing doubles and triples and getting a lot of volume under my belt to hopefully be able to put that lift together in the future. Right. Yeah, they, um, yeah, they, they, I'm sure they appreciated stories like that and hearing those kinds of things. So it's, um, you know, it's good to kind of talk to people, like I said, people that are kind of on their level. You know what I mean? It's not like you're getting preached to by some like celebrity weightlifter. You know, well, hold, on hold on now. Spills the same. I am the host of the Barbell Strikes Back podcast uh i'm internationally known now so i would say uh you know I, I i didn't mention it as part of the seminar you know but no one asked but like autographs and photos would have been pretty expensive <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure well you're accessible to them we'll put it that way yeah and uh you know so it it, it you know it's you see a little more eye to eye and so when they're hearing the, these stories from you and i i think it you know it it means a little bit more and it, it's more believable you know, then, then listening to, you know, John's story, you know, John North's story and stuff. And, you know, he's got the book and everything like that. And it's like, when you read it in a book, there's some level of like, you know, can you, you know, how much, I, I know it's true, but it's like, when you read something in a book, it's like, you know, how much of this is for entertainment value or anything like that was anything tweaked, you don't know, but hearing it straight from the source is, you know, a little, a little different. Yeah. Oh, I, I can tell you that's all real. Like, oh, I know. I'm, yeah. I don't doubt anything that's in there, but just, just as an example, like anything that you like read in a book or see on TV or watch on YouTube, like, you know, it's media, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're hearing it. They're hearing it from you. It's, um, it's, a it's kind of, it's kind of like watching on social media. You see people, you see all the, all the makes, all the PRs, but you don't see all the misses before that. You know, like I told the story about uh, Haley cleaning 200 from the blocks. If you go to our Instagram page, you just see that video but you don't see where she got knocked on her butt by 185, the lift before that, mm -hmm. and her not wanting to continue. And then the conversation between her and I to go to 200, you know, like those are all the things you don't, you don't see on the gram. Yeah. yeah. You don't see, I mean, I mean, how many sessions have we had together where, you know, I'm just fighting with the weight, fighting with the weight and we're talking and, you know, building, going back down and building back up and, you know, doing all these different things to try and squeak out one extra kilo, you know, yeah, and they got a taste of that yesterday. And and you have to be willing to bump the weight back down and wave back up. I, I've had many lifters where that was a defeating moment where and, and, and maybe you've experienced that, too. Like the first time I told you to do it, I don't know how you felt. I think we've talked about before, but it's very easy when your coach tells you, like, all right, well, let's bump it back down to this. But then let's build back up. So it's like we're just going to restart a little bit, you know, and get this train back on the tracks. It can be a very defeating moment. And I've had lifters who couldn't do that. Mentally, they just could not handle the defeat at a certain weight. 
And what they would want to do is just to keep butting their head against the wall over and over and over and not being able to make a correction instead of bumping it down 10, 20% and then building back up, getting some made lifts under their belt. Yeah, no, I remember I wasn't, I wasn't super keen on the idea when you first said it to me the first time we ever did that, but you know, it, I think it was cleans, right? Yeah. I think we were doing like deficit cleans or something and I was having a really tough day and um, you know, you're like, well, strip it down to this and we'll build back up. And I was like, what? And cause we had never done it before. And I was like, well, why? And you were like, just, you know, start making some lifts and get the confidence back. And then we ended up, you know, hitting some good numbers. So I think it, that session gave me confidence in that method you know, and it's, you know, it's worked for me in class, you know, we're doing doubles or triples and they're getting stuck on that second or third rep. And, you know, it's like, well, go back down, let's get a couple makes and, you know, go after it again. So. Yeah. It's uh, it's, 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 it's part of it. You know, the, the bar only travels up continuously in competition in training. It can wave up and down. It can go left or right. You, you could even turn around and face a different direction. Now it's, now it's a whole different, different lift. You know, you can change so many variables that you can't in competition. So you might as well take advantage of it in training. Yeah. For me, like some days, you know, I enjoy getting sucked into a battle with a weight and I'll just sit there and just fight with it. You know, on other days, you know, the clock's ticking. I got to move on to the next thing. And, you know, it's, you don't have time to have that fight, you know, yeah. or you don't have the energy or the mental, you know, you're not in that space to where you want to fight with the weight you know, it's not a good choice. So you got to pick and choose like when you want to have those battles and when you want to, you know, not necessarily lay your sword down, but kind of back off and then, and then re, you know. Yeah. And, and both are appropriate. So anyone listening, you know, it's important to note that it is appropriate sometimes to have a battle with the weight. You know, most of the time it may be, you know, all right, you missed it three times. It's time to move on to the next thing, or maybe give yourself three strikes. You bombed out, quote unquote, bump it down, build back up, see what you can do. Maybe make some different jumps. Maybe try to get just one kilo over what you were trying to do before or, or your, your last successful big lift. So if you hit a hundred and you bombed out on 105, go 101, like break the hundred seal. So there, there's a time to do that. There's a time just to move on to clean and jerk or whatever the next thing is. But then there is 100% a time where it's like, not today, you know, like, uh, like 10, 10 misses, 13 misses. Like it's not an everyday thing. It is taxing to do that. But sometimes you just have to be stubborn because I think to be successful in weightlifting, you have to be stubborn. Like you have to be stubborn to hold position, to wait under a bar, to, you know, to go out and do your lift under uh, certain circumstances that aren't ideal. You know, you have to have that kind of personality where you're like, no, 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 I'm doing this and I'm going to do it this way today, you know? Yep. No, definitely true. You know, it's some, it's some days call for some things and other days, you know, you have to take a different approach. So you just got to kind of know yourself. And, you know, if you, if you have a coach there watching you, you know, it helps to have that give and take with your coach that they can kind of point in the right direction. They'll know too, like, okay, today's not a day we're going to get in a fight. You need to do it this way or, you know, yeah. keep trying. And you have that open dialogue, you know, like there's going to be some days where I might, uh, there's plenty of times at in, in the barbell club where I'm like, well, let's bump it down and, and ramp it back up. And they're just like, ah, 
it's not today, you know? And I'm like, all right, cool. On Wednesday then, you know, on Friday, on next Monday, like we're going to do this over and over again. Like it doesn't, we don't have to go to war every day. And for, you know, in a certain sense, we were just at war, you know, like with whatever we're just doing. So it doesn't have, the issue doesn't have to be pushed every single time. And I would say probably the closer you get to training, it definitely doesn't have to be pushed, you know, as often. The, fur, the further you are from training, the more crazy things can there, certainly get. I mean, from, from a meet, from a meet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely now we're within a few weeks of meet, so I'm not going to be encouraging any long, hour-long snatch battles or anything like that with any of my guys. So True to um, any seminar, any barbell club class, the snatch always goes way longer than mm -hmm. uh, than you want. I mean, we did like uh, we did several hours of bar work and practice and talking about technique, and then we were only going to go about twenty minutes on going heavy on the snatch, and then I think we went over by an extra thirty minutes, like because we didn't start lunch until about twelve thirty. But that's 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 the life of snatching, you know. It that's was, it was fun, you know, like you know, it's a party lift, and everybody was having a good time, and you know, I think it was. Uh, I think it was well worth it to spend that extra time and, you know, cause we got some good PRs out of it and everybody was having fun and, you know, just, just let the, you know, kind of just let it flow and kind of do its own thing. You don't have to control that. So definitely. And truth be told, I left time in the lesson plan for that perfectly mm -hmm. executed lesson plan. If I do say so myself, like it, yep. it's, it's hard to execute a lesson plan for an hour class where you start on the hour and you end perfectly at the other end of the hour. We started at 9 a.m. and we were cleaning up by uh, 3.45, jackets on, gym is ready to go because cleanup is part of lesson plan. And we're all standing in the lobby, bags on, about to leave the building, four o'clock, bam. Yeah, it was perfect. It was exactly what, uh, it was exactly what we talked about doing, so. I think uh, my wife was definitely happy that I was home on time. I, I know she always expects me to run late at these kinds of things. So yeah, it was, she was happy. <laughs> well, you see, like it very easily could have turned into, all right, guys, we're going to, it's, it's four now, but we have, we still have to start the clean, you know, uh, and, and, or do the jerk, but it's like you adjust lesson plans on the fly, you know, like as you, you, once I saw and got a feel for what this group needed, that allowed me to adjust the lesson plan like we did a little more stretching and mobility stuff in the beginning than probably I, I would have normally and then we spent more time which is general bar warm-up and then we just stuck straight to the lifts like I did have like an asterisk in my lesson plan if there's time maybe we bring out the blocks and we just learn and I'll teach lifting off the blocks because it's it's a valuable tool and like if there's one other thing I'm going to talk about, it would probably be that because we do it a lot at Albany CrossFit. Um, and then other than that, it's just, uh, I, I know the clean and the jerk is going to go fast because once we spend three hours on the snatch, the clean goes by really, really quickly. Just because like I told you, positions are the same. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what do you, what do you think about that? Like, because we didn't spend nearly as long on the clean, but it's like, you almost just don't have to. No. And I think they had the added benefit of being introduced to stuff prior you know like they were familiar with the way you were going to teach it at least the positions you were going to teach and everything because that's exactly why i teach it to them too you yeah. know obviously there's the added um 
knowledge and insight that you bring just from your experience, but the, the steps are the same. The positions are the same, you know, which I think helped the flow of the class too, because there wasn't as much, you know, manipulating, like no, you know, we're, when we're at the knees, we're here, we're there, we're this, we're that, an adjustment. Like when you told them to go to the knees, they knew where to go. Yeah. When you told them to go to the, the shins, they, they knew, you know what I mean? So there was a, a few minor adjustments here and there. Um, but I think that that helped, um, you know, so they, they, they had kind of been warmed up to what you were going to bring to them. You know, they had, they had some prerequisites uh, for this seminar. So I, th I think that was, was good for them, you know, to get a more in-depth, you know, tour through kind of what they've been introduced to already. Yeah. And it's like, you know, like, like I told you, you know, you've been doing a very good job with them on training them and teaching them the lifts. Um, like this isn't a seminar where I'm going to roll in and be like, all right, to find the snatch grip, we got to do this. And this is where you want your grip to be. This right. is a group that all of them have just done their first weightlifting meet. You know, they're still absolute beginners, but they know where to put their hands for a snatch grip. So that's something where, even though it is in the lesson plan, I'm like, all right, I'm not going to do this. I don't need to do this. Like when they, when they all picked up the bar, I looked around the room, there's only five of them. I'm like, that's good. I, I like where the bar is on all of you. They all know about the hook grip and where to put their, you know, how to arrange their hands for the hook grip. So I didn't need to do all of that back end work, which only means we got more time to do, you know, transitions and snatches from hips and knees and shins and all that stuff. I will say they're very good listeners, you know, uh, so uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Friend, they give me a lot of crap, but, but they know when it's time to get the business. So yeah. They, uh, and and what, what I think is helpful, it's, is being able to bring them in and have you as the demo and be like, okay, when we bring the bar from the hip to the knee, the hip flexes, we, we, we fold at the, at, at the torso, we bring the bar down by moving the body, but the knee joint doesn't move. We're not gonna continue to squat down. We're not gonna shift things forward. And they got that really, really well. There was only a couple of times where I had to make some corrections here and there. But it's because we spent some time talking about it and we have the time in a seminar to be like, all right, everyone, bring it in, bring it in. Let's look at this right here. And you demoed it very well. So kudos to you. Yep. And uh, the uh, demo PR. And but it's like showing them that is very important. That's harder to do in a class, which is just so much faster pace, you know, and with anyone, you know, you get people who start to squat it down to get the bar to the knee or they'll use their arms or, you know, whatever. And being able to move at the hip and isolate that part is really important. And they got it really well. I was very surprised at how well they got that. We've been working on that stuff. You know, when we, when we do these position work, like, like a lot of the work that we do is positions. Like we, like I said, we, we do kind of full lifts one day and we have, position work and imams and more high volume stuff on another day. Um, so they're getting familiar with, you know, I just call it one, two, and three. Um, you know, you kind of went through it as hips, knees, and shins, um, but it's all the same thing. And they know they're, or they're learning, you know, how to kind of move through those positions, but it was good the way that you did it with just the empty bar and just taking them through. And it feels like torture because I've been through this. So I, I know you know, spending, you know, 30 minutes just going from one to two to three to two to one to two to three to two and back and forth and back and forth. 
and not doing a single snatch and just grooving through like that's you know stuff that you know we haven't done that intense of that drill so it was good that you know they were introduced to it and then they got to really really practice it and get good at it in the seminar and um like you said seeing it um i'm sure they all got a much better view of how it looks yeah um, during this so yeah you have to grease the groove you know there's um a famous uh kettlebell coach pavel satsaline have you you know who pavel is no he's like the uh the russian you know, kettlebell specialist dude. He apparently brought the kettlebell to the States uh, and he's very well known in that community. But he talks about greasing the groove, you know, building up that motor memory of just doing a task over and over and over again the same way. And that's part of why we're, we're doing that, you know, with the bar and then adding snatches in and adding pauses and then taking pauses away and manipulating the the tempo of the, the lift, you know, like we have, we had to get the rhythm down and then we'll add in speed later, you know, and everyone did a really good job, but it's like, all right, we're, we're holding positions and all right, Jeff, pull that bar back in, you know? So it's like, like as a coach, I'm going to be relentless and I'm going to be like a broken record. Like I'm saying the same thing over and over again, because I want you to do that thing, you know? Um, and everybody held up very well. Well, another thing that I'll, uh, a compliment I'll give the group is no one stood up prematurely so when we're holding positions or doing transitions like from the shin to the knee up and down up and down sometimes you know like someone's legs will just be on fire if this is like a regular crossfit class you'll get people who give up on the drill and they'll stand up and meanwhile everyone else is still going and they'll put their bar down mm -hmm. and no one did that so i i think that that was a, another cool thing they told you on me and <laughs> i try but you know they they're they're very strong willed group, you know, and they want to get better, you know, and that's the thing. Like, these are the same people, that same group are the ones that come to all the weightlifting classes, all the open gyms. They're asking me for more training. It's just, they, they really want to learn. And, and, you know, I think that that's from that, you know, they, they don't want to miss, you know, anything that you were there to give. So. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're lucky too. Cause if, I like to do things as a team. So if, if one person were to give up, we're going to do it again. Mm -hmm. And like, I might not even tell the group we're going to do it again. We'll just do it again. And you'll realize we're doing it again when we're doing that drill again, you know, right. but like, I like it. I like us, like I'm, I'm uh, orchestrating a, a, a symphony symphony. And so if you, you know, throw off, you know, the, the tune that I'm trying to build with the group, then I might want to do it again because it hurts my brain all right, well, that person didn't do it the whole time. And this, all everyone else did it. And we got in all those reps and it wasn't a sequence I wanted. So they, they did a really good job. And I didn't have to give this lecture at, at the, uh, at the seminar. Like we talked about anticipation, right. On um, if you know the next step in the progression, don't jump ahead because you know, or you think that I'm going to say these words. Like if we're doing transitions going from hip to knee, knee to shin, knee or shin to knee, don't assume that we're going all the way back up to the hip, to the power position. I might take you back down to the shin, right? Or I might say go and we might snatch. When someone anticipates what the next cue is, they can get their body out of position. All of a sudden you're leaning forward on your toes. He's going to say go, he's going to say go, but I might not do that. So it's good for an athlete just to wait. 
you're just a blank slate waiting for the next word and then you move in that direction so everybody did a really good job on that and i went over that lecture but the one lecture i, I didn't go over was um not being a uh, follower so sometimes when you're in a group situation and maybe you've experienced this in crossfit classes it's more so a crossfit class thing we're all doing a progression someone puts down the bar because they're tired now other people are putting down the bar and I'm like, what are all of you doing? Like, mm -hmm. we we still had reps to do. And yeah. they put it down because the person in front of them put it down. But the coach didn't say to put it down. So it's like, now you're being a follower. And that person who put it down is being a leader. And they're leading everybody to, you know, quitting. Because they decide to quit. And I, I don't know about you. I hate that. I hate that in a Metcon. Let's say we're doing a Metcon. The goal is to do 10 power cleans in a row right? Someone decides I'm going to do five and they drop it, right? They gave up on the set. They didn't want to rise to the challenge of that part of the workout. And then you hear all the other barbells dropping. I think it's bullshit. I hate that. I'm not putting down the bar because Frank put down the bar. I'm going to get my work done. So I, I don't know what you think about that. It gets me worse than like a warm up. You know, like we're trying to do something right and i tell you that you need to hold a a plank or a hollow hold for 30 seconds and then 15 seconds in i got you know somebody decides to roll over and do a different stretch or whatever just because they didn't feel like holding the position long you know what i mean and yeah like, yeah what are you what are you here for right yeah exactly it it, it bugs me and then it's like uh it, it, it what well, it bugs me the most when it affects other people and then it bugs me that those people are blindly following, you know, and they're not, it shows that they're not in tune with the class. They're not paying attention. Like you told everybody to do uh, um, this stretch for the shoulder. And then Bill across the room uh, does a stretch for his quads. And they see that and they start doing a stretch for their quads because they really have no idea what the class is doing. They're not paying attention, you know. And when I take a class, I'm all in. And the only person I'm listening to is the person that I pay to see. You know, someone else drops the bar. I'm not going to put it down. I'm going to do my reps. Right. No, I agree. I agree. And I'm glad that we didn't have any of those issues. I mean, like I said, these guys are pretty well conditioned to, uh, you know, like I said, a very similar style of what, what you were bringing. So I think, you know, maybe they weren't expecting, you know, some of the volume and some of that stuff was, you know, and, and just the, the buildup of all these different things that we did, um, you know, how much that that would take out of them. Um, but they, they knew what they were in for as far as, you know, how they were going to be coached because, you know, really that's the only experience I have to share with them. Right. Like, yeah, my coaching style is going to emulate kind of what I've learned and, and most of what I've learned has come from you. So it's going to be very similar, you know? So. Yeah. And that's, that's a cool, that's a cool thing about coaching and about a sport like weightlifting, you know, like I've been to so many different seminars and had different coaches and have learned from so many different people that everything that I'm doing is just a big amalgamation of that. Right. Like when I came into the sport, I didn't know anything. So I had to build a foundation. And now I'm at the point where it's like, all right, take the USA weightlifting seminar. And I'm not going to keep all of that, but I'm going to, I like the way they did this one thing, you know, so I might implement that into the way that I do things. And then of course I learned from John and then I have 
you know, a massive pen lay influence on like just the way that I would teach the lift. And, you know, that's how we did the lift is the Glenn's three-step top-down method, you know, and really diving into that. And that's how I've taught you. And that's how I teach everybody else. But then there's branches upon that on things I've learned from other seminar. And, I, and I'm like, hey, these two things would go well together or things that I found to work better when I'm teaching people. It's like, okay, I feel like there's a gap missing here in the initial progression. Let me add this in and oh, it works and it works every time. And I just think that, you know, once you spend time coaching and you get the reps under your belt, it's just like with anything, you get better at it and then you can add, you can take away, you can modify slightly. Uh, I think it's, it's similar to being like a chef, right? You come into the kitchen, you're washing the dishes and you slowly learn how to make the dishes and you learn from the head chef and then you cook the way the head chef teaches you. Then you move on to the next restaurant and you learn other techniques. And eventually someday you open your own restaurant and you still have all that previous training and experience, but then it's like, it's your restaurant. So it's mm -hmm. like, if you want to put a little swirl to the left instead of the right, do it. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've taken that, that John seminar, um, the John North seminar, you know, I've, I've been through um, observing your seminar um, and then obviously spending all the years that I've been coached by you. And, and then, you know, I'm signed up for my level one USAW this year. So, th I mean, this year is going to be a big year for coaching for me, I think, you know, among, you know, the other goals we have as an athlete. Well, and, and you've coached at a meet too this year. And, and I'm planning on doing a couple more. So, you know, this is going to be a big, a big year as far as coaching goes. Um, you know, obviously I still have my personal goals as an athlete. Um, but I think, you know, this is going to be a big coaching year. And I think this was a good, good way to kick it off, uh, you know, observing the, you know, the, the seminar. And then obviously in a couple months, you know, we talked about, um, I'm signed up for my, my USAW level one. So that'll just be another little, a little dash of something else to kind of throw in there. And, um, you know, it's kind of cool though. I was just thinking like all the coaching experience that you had, you know, given to you and all the seminars you've taken and all the coaches you've worked with and everything like that, you know, and it's cool that, you know, maybe I didn't get to go to a Penley seminar or work with him or meet him, you know, but I've got that influence anyway through you just secondhand, you know what I mean? So it's good that I was able to pick that up in some fashion, you know, even though I didn't get to do it in person. Yeah. I, oh, I wish you could have, I totally wish you could have, but it's like, uh, it would be, it'd be crazy not to use what I learned, you know? And also like a lot of, you know, I mean, it's greatest American coach. It's like, I had the, the opportunity to spend time with him and to work at seminars with him, you know, as an assistant and get, one of the very few compliments I ever got from him at, at those, uh, those, those seminars, you know, when I did a good job teaching someone something and then also watching him coach and seeing like, okay, he got that person to do that yeah. by saying this. And, and he wasn't doing a whole lot of demoing, you know, like it's mainly, he just used his words and right. because he's Glenn Penley and he's towering over people and he just tells you what to do, you do it, you know, and then he can, move you with just his words and seeing him do that was was very very cool and just taking that knowledge and I had a notepad all those times just like you had a notepad this weekend you know a lot of people I feel don't take seminars correctly 
And really there's multiple ways to take a seminar. Like the way these guys did it is they're there for an athlete experience, you know, just to move and get the coaching and get the practice. Right. But like, uh, if you're a coach, you should have a notebook with you and you should be writing things down. You know, like if you have a chance to shadow a Glenn Penley or a John North or anyone, you know, write down the stuff because you're not going to remember it. And unless they have a book out or something, you're not going to be able to reference it. And even then they will more than likely say things that won't be in that book. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's that between the lines type of stuff. It's the in the situation type of stuff. Uh, like this weekend uh, with uh, Betsy, she was having a problem with uh, the push press from behind mm -hmm. the neck. And so I isolated her and I was coaching her one-on-one -on -one in that moment. And it was just kind of on the fly that I decided to break it down the way I did. Um, okay, just press behind the neck. Now just use your legs and now let's put them both together. That was completely on the fly. Like that was like problem solving. Like how do I get this done as quickly as possible and get her the result? And I was happy with the way that went down. Like I thought, like, I thought that was pretty good. What do you think about yeah. that? Well, it was, that was definitely notable. I remember that. I don't, I don't think it was behind the neck. I think it was just a regular push press. She was jerking it. Uh, no, it was behind neck. Was it behind? Okay. Yep. Either way, like she, she was just, she was just jerking the the bar and, um, you know, pushing herself under it, you know. And you were just like, all right, just stand up, now press it. Now dip, stand, press, dip, stand, press. Now stand and press at the same time. Boom! Yep. And it, like the light went out. So. Yep, it was, and it's it's like that's not something I had planned on. That's not something that I don't think I've ever done before that way. So I haven't had to. And that's also something where, you know, it, it would, it, it could easily be something that you just walk by, right. you know, like uh, it's like you drive by uh, uh, an accident on the road and you keep going on your way. Cause like, that's not the main focus of what we're doing. You know, um, no. we could easily just get that. All right, well, let's move on. She's not getting it. Push jerks are cool, but also she came for coaching. And I also have another coach literally on the other side of her that could either see me ignore it and learn from that or see me fix it and learn from that. And it's like, like, it's all, it's all bad on me if I walk by it, you know? Uh, and there's some things where you're going to let them go because of the context of the situation. Like, uh, what are we working on right now? You know, like if we're, if we're working on bringing the bar from the hip to the knee, then that might be all I want the group focusing on. So I'm not going to talk about other things because it's only one, one cue at a time, one piece at a time. But in that moment, it was a whole movement that we were trying to do. So it's like, no, we need to fix this. Mm -hmm. And this is important because now if she comes to Frank's class, you know, if she's doing push, push jerks and, you know, you can make that fix easily with her and, and hopefully she'll remember um, but if, if I never say anything, then maybe you don't get to see how to fix it. Yeah. And then she just keeps going on doing push jerks and never knows how to do a push press behind the neck. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. Something with the behind the neck threw off her coordination or something. Cause she's never had an issue with a push press before. So I don't know. Must've just been overthinking it, but. Uh, hey, those are some PR behind the neck push presses then. Yeah. 15, 15 pounds. Yeah. So she, she it was good that that she got that correction um because yeah like the minute you let that slide that's a bad habit formed right there so you know yeah. when it's something so foundational as putting the bar over your head 
it's just going to affect everything else. Yeah. So. And from a, from a coaching standpoint, we were trying to go fast too. a push press is a fast movement. Mm -hmm. So how do we fix it? We slow it down. We bring it back down into the progression. If you were teaching a push press, you would start with the dip position and learn the dip. Then you would learn dip and drive slow, then dip and drive fast, then push press because you've already learned how to press overhead. So you put the whole thing together. So once you know a progression and you have mastery over a progression, you can slow it down, speed it up. It's just like with the barbell, you max it out. It's not working, ramp it back down. So you go up and down, up and down, and you meet people in the progression where they need to be met. And then you can carry them on. Like the rest of the group was, was quick to just do it and they understand it and it was okay, but she needed a reminder. So we can easily go to and from point A or step one to step five on a progression as we need. And it's always okay to go back in the progression. Yeah, definitely. So it was, that was a, you know, one of a few different, you know, little coaching points that um, I remember from, from yesterday. So that was, it was good to see, you know, you take the time to do that. So no, I think, um, I don't know. I think it was just overall just a really good day. You know, I think it was, you know, it's just one of those things that like, you'll never duplicate that kind of training, uh, you know, outside of a seminar. Yeah. You know, I was really happy that this early on, you know, cause it took me a couple of years before I ever got to my first full seminar for weightlifting my first full day of it, you know? Yeah. And you spent a whole day doing hit and catch snatch, yeah. you know, barbell drills with John. And then you PR'd your snatch 116. Yep. Yep. So it's just, it was good. You know, it was, um, it was a great day. And, you know, I told, I made sure I told them to, um, cause it's easy to get sucked into kind of the magic of a seminar, right? Yeah. Like, then you've got this coach, you know, they're giving you all this great information. You're picking up a lot of tips, you know, and then you hit a PR and it's easy to say like, Oh, wow. You know, this is magic, you know, a couple of tips. And now I hit a PR and I made sure I told them afterwards. I was like, guys, I was like, James gave you guys some really good information, made a lot of good corrections with you guys today. And I think you guys learned a lot. So don't sell yourself short on the fact that you've been busting your butts since this last meet to hit these PRs too. I said, you put in the work. I said, so don't think that all that it takes is another seminar six weeks from now and you're gonna be ready for a PR. We gotta keep, we're back to work on Monday. That's a rest up and we're right back in. And we're gonna put all this stuff that James dropped with us I'm going to put it all back to back to use uh, next week. So, you know. Oh, I'm I'm totally 100% taking credit for all of the, <laughs> of the PRs that you happened. Def you definitely should, but and and, and you uh, I want them to and, stay and in. Yeah, you, you left out that you had this coach come in, gave you a lot of amazing information, groundbreaking, and uh, he was incredibly good looking. You know, like we got lost in his eyes. You know, and and we'll remember his voice for forever. No, but it's yeah, it's just uh. There, there is a magic to practice, right? Mm -hmm. Like look at the John North seminar, right? You, that was the most bar work you had ever done in a single day. And right. then we went to max out. And of course there's the atmosphere, right? Of in the seminar, the music's going, like mm -hmm. you're with your team or you're with other people. You do have another coach's eyes on you, which I guarantee you, I said nothing that hasn't probably been said before. And in a lot of cases, I said nothing. I'm like, just go, just do, do the lift. Like we just spent three hours saying stuff. 
Now it's time for you just to react, clear your head. Because I don't want you thinking either. Like we talked about that a lot. You know, it's like, just yeah. react, just move, move intuitively. That was one of the most important conversations I think you had with them was, you know, when and how to kind of shut it off. So Yeah, yeah, you need to shut it off. But it's like, it, it's, it's like there, there's all those variables, but your body is so primed. Like you've just been pull, drop, pull, drop, pull, drop. Like you are so primed more than before on doing these lifts. And I think it shows the benefit of spending time with the barbell to warm up, right? Like uh, uh, you, you didn't get to see it at the John North seminar, but any of the seminars I've been with him at, he spends a lot of time with just the empty bar. Like, I know you've probably heard him talk about it on his podcast. He's like 15 minutes of bar work. Like that's a lot of bar work. He could easily just like throw around a couple snatches, hips, knees, whatever, and then start loading up. And I'm sure there's times in training when he does, but when I've seen him lift in person, he spends a significant amount of time with just an empty barbell. So here you have one of the greatest snatchers in the American weightlifting history. He is, he's one of the top snatchers we've ever had. Right. He spends like 15 minutes, maybe even more sometimes just with the barbell. And I know he's a master's lifter now, but he's a young master's lifter and he was doing it before he was a master's lifter. So if right. he's doing that, and then I go to the gym and I don't do any bar work. I just start adding weight. What? Like, yeah. like if the if a professional's spending the time to practice and warm up correctly, why aren't I? I'm not one of the greatest American snatchers of all time. Like I need to spend work with that bar. I should probably be doing double what he's doing, then start adding weights. And then of course, max out and go crazy, but like build the foundation. Yeah, no, it's absolutely true. I mean, I think Jeff got some of the most benefit out of that. I mean, he was saying, um, you know, how, how good it felt overhead on some of those snatches, you know, and I think, you know, him being in his fifties, you know, just kind of, like you said, greasing the groove and just getting that repetition um, made it a lot easier for him to hold these positions that are typically a little more difficult, you know? So it was, it was good to see, you know, like, like I said, you know, it's like, I, I told him, you know, I said, we got to take everything that James told us and it goes right back into training on Monday. You know, like, the, you know, it's the magic of the, the seminar is good, but we're not just going to just fall into PRs, you know, after, you know, one day of snatching and clean and jerk. It's all this cumulative work that we've put in, you know, and now we just take everything that we just picked up and we put it into, you know, our tool bag. And, and, you know, now, now we see where we can go from here, you know, and it was, we were talking about uh, some of the videos and stuff that we watched and, you know, the time, you know, the three years that passed between that first snatch video of mine and, and that last one and stuff like that. And it's, you know, just kind of talking about like, Hey, we gotta, you know, this stuff takes time and patience. And I think you hammered that, that point home too. It's time, patience, effort, practice, thousands and thousands and thousands of reps, yep. you know? So, you know, I think, I think that, and I think that, that clearing their head, um, you know, there's some pretty important points that you, you drilled home and that's not, that's not physical coaching. That's not, this is the position you need to be in. That's just experience talking. Yeah. You know? That's, that's, uh, uh, like drills and stuff like that. That's more teaching. Like mm -hmm. coaching is a whole different thing. Like coaching is conversations. Coaching is when you and I have a debrief after a session or a, a meet, or even right now, what we're talking about, you know, like, and coaching for you is a little more dynamic because it's coaching as an athlete, 
but it's also coaching as a coach and coaches development, you know, cause I, I do a lot of that and I am interested in developing more coaches cause that's how you grow the sport ultimately. Right. I I'm not in Binghamton, New York. I'm in Albany. So right. we need a, we need a guy out in Binghamton. There is no weightlifting coach out in Binghamton, New York. So as far as I know, as far as I know, there's no one, no one that I know. So if, if you're in Binghamton, New York, and you want to do weightlifting, go to CrossFit Sona and take a class and get some training from Coach Frank, you know, and listening to this, it should be very apparent that Coach Frank is learning and he's open to learning and continuously learning. And that's what you want in a coach. I still take seminars. I still take notes. And you were there with a notepad. You know, that's how you take a seminar. If you're a coach, you should be writing things down. And hopefully your athletes notice that and realize, hey, Frank cares so much about being a better coach for us and our development that he's over here writing away. He took five pages of notes today. You know, yeah. like that's huge. And then we had a conversation after the seminar on what should I do with these notes? And I've told you what I do with mine. You know, like I'll read them, I'll reference them. But also I put what I learn at seminars as much of it as I can immediately into practice, because mm-hmm. that's, that's when you'll really learn it. You know, when you're in front of someone and you're like, all right, bend the knees, take a bow, bring to your kneecaps. And it doesn't go the way we want it to go. It's not that perfect seminar situation. And now you gain experience by getting your hands dirty. All right, I'm going to block the knee. I'm going to do this, that I'm going to demo. I'm going to use verbal, visual, tactile cues. That that's where the real work now for you comes when you're in the laboratory that is the gym putting it into practice yeah yeah it's you know it's, a, it's gonna be a long road you know I'm, I'm back to square one it's it's funny like we've cleared a lot of hurdles as an athlete you know I don't consider myself a beginner lifter anymore um you know but I am a beginner coach and and so it's kind of having to go through all these same steps I went through as an athlete of you know just trying to absorb everything I possibly can you know it's yeah back at square one yeah. And you, um, you know, it's, it's, it's good that you had that talk too, uh, with your team about, you know, like, like what we learned on the day and stuff. Cause that right there is coaching too. So like, like having that debrief on, okay, how do we move on from here? And it's important to note for anyone, when you take a seminar, you know, you're learning from one source and that source is beliefs. And that doesn't mean your coach is wrong because there are a million ways to teach these things, you know, uh, like, like I, I may have taught something maybe slightly different, or we did a drill that they've never done before, you know, that you haven't done with them yet, but that doesn't mean that you're wrong. You know, I've, I've taken the CrossFit seminar, which we talked about that at the, at this, this one, this past weekend, where we spent entire two days with PVC pipe. It's not wrong. You know, it's just a different way of doing it. And we did spend time with a barbell at the end of the CrossFit seminar. So we spent two full days with PVC pipe, learning drills and skills, which remember I told this to the group, drills and skills are not the lift. The only thing that is a snatch is floor to overhead. Like everything else I'm teaching you right now is not the snatch, just just isolating a part of it to get better at it and learn it. But at the CrossFit seminar, two full days, PVC pipe. At the end, we maxed out. Mm barbells, plates, music, USAW seminar. When I took it, two full days of barbell, no full lifts. We did not max out. So we, we did accessory exercises. We did overhead squats. We did stuff off of the rig. We did mobility exercises, all kinds of stuff. 
but the thing that we did not do was weightlifting. Mm -hmm. So who's right? I know CrossFit gets a lot of flack, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure USA Weightlifting Seminar has changed and maybe it's different now. But when I took them both back in 2014 and 15, full day PVC pipe, max out with the barbell at the end. Full day barbell, no actual weightlifting. So tell me who's right. It's, it's hard to say. I mean, yeah, everybody so, and everybody, right? Like, like, you know, it's what we always talk about is, you know, taking the bits and pieces and, you yeah. know. Yeah. So now when you go to do the USA weightlifting seminar, as your coach, I'm not worried at all that you're going to go and be like, holy shit, I've been learning this stuff wrong the whole last couple yeah. of years. Like my mind is blown. This is actual weightlifting, blah, blah, blah. You know, if anything, I, I'm looking at this as an opportunity to grow you as a coach and to grow you as a weightlifter. Maybe you go there and that coach says something to you that gets you to snatch 130. Right. Awesome. Did we snatch 130? That's yeah. the goal, right? Right. I'm still a part of that, right? Yeah. But they, they, they said something that it could be exactly the same way or thing that I'm talking about. They just used a different word. They just had a different inflection in their voice and it clicked with you and you got it. That's all that matters is the end result. I'm not offended. I'm not, you know, um, uh, what's, um, I'm not worried that they're going to steal you as their athlete or anything like that, or not confident in my coaching. Only the only thing that matters are insecure. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. But the only thing that matters is that you get results and you improve. doesn't matter about me at all, you know? Yeah. That's, that's what I wanted to kind of make sure I explained them too, is, you know, like, like I, I stopped the seminar kind of at one point and I was like, guys, listen, like we're getting into some stuff now that, you know, and I, I don't necessarily, I had nothing in mind that you were going to say different, but I know how people kind of work. Right. And there's right and there's wrong. And I'm like, this isn't about right, wrong. I said, we, today is about everything that James is here to teach us. We need to take all of that. We're not comparing it to anything that I've ever told you, anything Trace has ever told you, nothing. We're learning today is about what James is here to teach. That's it. So like, cause I don't, I don't want to introduce that of like my way is the only way because I, you know, I, I'm new. Like I don't, I don't have, I'm still learning, you know what I mean? Who the hell would yeah. I be to say something like that? Right. Like, you know, and then especially, you know, when it's the person that I've took the most from, as far as what I know about weightlifting, you know, it's, we need to focus on this. So I totally understand where you're coming from. Like, it's definitely something I wanted to make sure I, I put that point out there with them was this isn't about, you know, anything James says and now, now, you know, your whole weightlifting world has been flipped upside down. Like we're, yeah. we're just here to try it this way. It's so. like John says, you got to grow your melting pot. Mm -hmm. And my job as a coach is to help, all of you grow your melting pot, you know, right. uh, there's, there's a, I'm putting a lot into it, but mm -hmm. it's just like back in the day, you know, I, I purposefully encouraged and put Tracy in front of John at his seminar. I'm like, you should do this, go do the John North seminar. I encouraged her to go and do, I think she did the CrossFit seminar, right? Did she, you guys did do it? Did you guys do that? Weightlifting seminar? Yeah. I don't know if she did it. Okay. All right. Never mind. Maybe not that one, but I, I encouraged her to do the Penlay seminar because mm -hmm. she did that when he came to the gym, but, and I'm not, I'm not concerned that like 
anything that's going to be said is going to override me or anything like that. Like I'm, I'm only concerned with offering opportunity. It's like, yes, go learn from that person. And if you understand how to take a seminar, like I've taken close to 30 of them. And I've been to so many seminars myself where I'll be doing snatches and they'll be like, like, uh, uh, oh, you got that John North technique, you know, because like I got the long, longer pull. Right. And, and they're like, all right, well, how about you try it this way? And I was like, cool, I'll try it this way. And I'll, I'll do what they want me to do. And, but then the next day at the gym, you know, I'm probably just going to default back to my regular technique because one, I, I, I may not remember or two, you know, cause I took all kinds of notes, but my notes were always focused on coaching, not actually for myself, right. you know? So it's like, I'll probably, I'm just going to keep lifting. But like, I did get comments a lot like that where people could tell where I've been before and who my main influence was by the way I was lifting. Uh, Jeff Whitmer seminar, that was something I kept. Uh, he moved my feet out wide on the start position. I used to have a very narrow start position for my feet. And Jeff Whitmer's like, I'd like to see you snatching from shoulder width. And I was like, oh my God, that's pretty pretty far out there. And so I put it out there and it felt better. And I did keep that. So it's like, that's why you go. You go to pick up the pieces. Everybody's saying the exact same thing. Some people leave stuff out. Some people add other things in, but it's just a different language everywhere you go. And the more languages you learn, yeah, you know, I guess uh, it's good to be bilingual in weightlifting. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't want them to think there's any one right way and everything else is wrong. You know what I mean? I haven't yeah. made any champions. I haven't, you know, I haven't accomplished anything in, in the sport, um, you know, in the grand scheme of weightlifting, um, you know, I'm still very new as an athlete and I'm, I'm brand new as a coach. So, you know, I just want them to go out and, and absorb as much as they can, you know, and I'm right, I'm right here learning with you guys. You know what I mean? Like you said, you know, I easily could have unlocked the gym, said, have fun, James, I'll be back at four to lock up, you know, and bounce. But that's not, it's not know, the way to do it, not the way to do it. You know, especially um, someone in my position who doesn't, you know, who doesn't have that, that melting pot yet. You know yeah. what I mean? so, and if yeah. that's the way you're going to do it, it's like, why should they follow you in the battle? Why should mm -hmm. they sign up for a meet and go there and listen to what you're saying and get your advice? It's like, you know, it's like Frank's at home all day watching Pan Ams, you know, like yeah. or watching Mortal Kombat, a solid 7.5. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Solid 7.5. Uh, I'm going to watch it today. I'm hoping for an eight. You know, I'm, I'm, I might. We'll let's, see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, Godzilla and Kong was better, in my opinion. Okay, I could easily see that. Like I'm I'm in I told Joanna when Godzilla versus Kong was coming on. I'm like, you have no idea how big of a fan I am of this. I've been waiting my life for this movie. And she's like, You're freaking crazy. And I'm like, you have no <laughs> idea. Like, like, like Godzilla that was that my, one was yeah. approaching a nine for me. That was very, very, very good. Yeah. Um yeah. Mortal Kombat, it was like I said, the action fighting, that stuff was very cool storyline was a little weak and uh you know some of the actual acting was a little poor yeah. um it, but you know it, it's still mortal Kombat. like you're there just to watch the fight scenes you know and those were good enough to make it like a seven and a half yeah like it's like i'm there for the fatalities i'm there for the nostalgia yeah. and yeah. uh and I'm, I'm happy that they're doing it yeah techno syndrome <laughs> the whole thing but kong versus godzilla it's like uh, I'm, I'm like the last one was 60 years ago and she's like i don't care you know, I'm like, and then, and then when stuff in the movie is happening, I'm like, that's from the original movie. She's like, I, I don't, I don't care. Although I will say that when she did watch it, cause she fell asleep 
when I watched it. Um, she said it was really awesome. Like she's like, that's that's how you make like an action awesome movie. Yeah, so. very cool. It was very cool. So and no no spoilers, but I that it does pump me up that scene because I've seen some gifs of it of mm -hmm. Kong setting his shoulder back in. Yeah. Like that's a scene that makes you want to lift. When it like does. when he it's uses awesome. a building to set his shoulder. One, the fact that he knows how to do that is, is nuts, <laughs> but he's very intelligent. When he sets his shoulder back in and goes to fight, you know, Mechagodzilla uh, and help out Godzilla, I was like, spoilers, by the way. Uh, I was like, fuck yeah. I was, I was like, yeah. Like, like, I clenched my fist. I'm like, let's go. Like, I was like, I'm, who thought of doing that? Like, it's the most sick thing I've ever seen. Yeah, that whole last, like, epic closing, like, probably 45 minutes of the movie was awesome so yeah i mean the whole movie was cool but that like last huge whole like sequence at the end was pretty awesome so yeah and godzilla was like that's how i've always envisioned him you know like he does good but he's also the baddest mofo on the planet and doesn't take any shit from anyone and it's like the the, the way it ended is how it should have ended realistically right. if you look at the logic behind the creatures and stuff it's like yeah there was never any doubt on who was going to win um but also you have to remember he was he was also at half capacity at, when he did fight kong in the end there because he just blew a hole to the planet that's got to take something out of you and then at, when he's fighting mecha godzilla he just fought kong so it's like he's like it's like imagine fighting or doing like a heavy lifting session, then fighting a guy in the parking lot, and then well, having to fight another guy, you know? You get your shoulder knocked out of place, and get knocked out, and then get up and go save the day. So Yeah, that's true, Kong, too. Kong was no bitch. So, oh, well, they had to revive him, though. He was dying. <laughs> yeah, well, but here's the thing. His heart was still, like, that was the one, like, storyline that I just couldn't follow, was, like, why would you, why would you shock a beating heart? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know what I mean? I, it was it was a little off, but and and like, how's that gonna? Sit? I don't, I don't know. Anywho, I, I think it's because they you, took you out me to an AED machine, zap me, and then I go and have to kill this guy that's just destroying the thing that just put me into the position where I need to be shocked back to life. It was just yeah. like, you know, it was it was kind of crazy. So it was well, cool. That's the thing. Kong has no fear. You know, right. he, Kong's going under the bar. Like, like it doesn't matter. Like like under his shoulder shoulder hurts. No, no, I'm going I'm going under the bar. I'm gonna catch that weight overhead. Yeah, it was cool. Like, cause everybody was a hero, but at the same time, everybody also kind of got handed the business by somebody. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, it was it was you know there was clear winners and clear losers, but I think you know at the end of the day, like you know there were everyone was a hero at the same time. Yeah, so. there was respect in the end. And I, I, I liked how, you know, like, Godzilla's down, but he's like, shit, Kong is almost about to go. Like, Kong was not going to win that fight. But then Godzilla had the wherewithal to, like, like light up his axe. And I'm like, that's pretty cool right there. I want to see, like, a buddy cop movie with Godzilla and Kong for the next one where they have to fight some another monster that's really powerful. Yeah, it was, it was, it was very, very well done, you know, because it was like, you know, like, how do you make Godzilla the bad guy? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, and then whatever, but then it turned out there was a reason for it, you know? And then, and then it's like, you know, how can you, you know, make Godzilla the, the protagonist and then like 
get his ass handed to him. So they they found a way for him to have some redemption. Like it was just it was just good. Yeah, it's like just make him just really territorial, which yeah. makes real a lot of sense. It's like yeah, he would be. You know, this is his like like a like a bear has like what a ten mile or something territory mm-hmm. that it's very territorial over. Well, if something that big, it's probably just going to be the whole surface side of the planet. You yeah. know, right. So that was that was kind of cool. I tied it all together, but again, that goes to show like the story means so much. Even though like all the action scenes are so cool, like having a story that you can follow and kind of get behind. That was it. Was sort of you'll see when you watch Mortal Kombat. It just wasn't okay. In my opinion as as good of a storyline. Like I, I felt they could have done much better with it. But I would say if, if I was going to add something to Godzilla and Kong in terms of story. I would have fleshed out the character of the guy that was in the mechanical suit or the headgear to control oh, yeah. the Godzilla. Just like random dude. Yeah. Well, he was he's the son of the guy from the first movie who's like yeah. let them fight. Mm-hmm. Uh and he was also blew himself up to save Godzilla in one of them. So that's his son, but you have no idea that's his son. And I would have liked to flesh that out. And I would have liked to have for him to have like had nightmares or visions. Uh, because his mind is linking with Ghidorah mm. and like to like wake up and like he like he has visions of like that thing destroying other planets you know like earth-like looking things and just the gravity beams going on I think that would have been a cool touch you know because technically that was Mecha Ghidorah in the end not Mecha Godzilla it starts as Mecha Godzilla but because Ghidorah's brain took it over that's as close as we're probably going to get to Mecha Ghidorah sure yeah I know I'm nerding shit. I'm really nerding out right now. I'm, no, I'm no, but it makes but... sense. It makes sense what you're saying because yeah, it was, it was tied to the Ghidorah skull there. So, yeah, it was. I don't know. It was. Uh, I think the Godzilla Kong was much better movie. But yeah. Oh no, see, I, 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 I'm. You don't even need to watch Mortal Kombat to know that that it, was a better movie. Yeah, I don't need to watch it at all to to know that that's a better movie. I've already like, I'm not I'm probably going to watch. Mortal Kombat once and then that'll be it for like a long time yeah um so I guess we could probably go over kind of how the the day finished up yeah yeah let's uh let's go over some some PRs uh well first well let's talk real quick uh we were gonna go for a PR for you we oh yeah you were snatching you know and we took some jumps right we took some some crazy jumps we were off to a really good start we were off to a very good start. You know, we went through, snatched all the way up to 115 with no misses and everything was looking pretty dialed in and, and steady. And then uh, we had the reds and the blues and then the little reds on. We took the little reds and for some reason we grabbed the big greens thinking we were going to 120. And uh, yeah, we ended up with 130 on the bar and it took about three cracks at that before we realized what we had done why is why is this so heavy all of a sudden yeah pretty much i think that was exactly what i said to you was i think it was the second or third try at it and you were like yeah it's just kind of looking slow in the middle i'm like it feels freaking heavy right now i don't i don't know why like 20 doesn't feel this heavy for me usually i I don't know what's going on yeah i look at the bar and i look back at you i look back at the bar i'm like you know what we did i'm like this is 130 I think it was just uh, we took the little reds off and like looked around. It's like, well, what's the next smallest plate? And it's just a green plate there. So just picked it up and everyone put it on. Everyone was in the green. Said, "This is what's happening," and it looks good. And and I, I it, 
I, it did look slow through the middle. The first one though, didn't, didn't seem too bad. Like, like this was, this very could have been like a situation where all of a sudden we take a 15 kilo jump, not realizing it, you lock out 130, and it's like, oh my God, we just hit the goal for the year accidentally right now. Yeah. yeah. So that, that kind of threw me off for the rest of the, the rest of the snatch session, I think. I mean, we bumped it back down. We went down, tried 20. I had 22, like locked out and just kind of lost it behind me. And then and you had 26. Um, and then I had 26 there as well. And it was just, it was close. I mean, we had a couple good cracks at it. Um, you know, I was glad, you know, we went 50, 70, 90, 100, 110, 115, perfect. You know, and then and then I made that, that loading error. I should have checked the bar, but, you know. Well, I think I think, I think I, I think I picked up the 10 kilo plate first, so I'll take the blame. Uh, like you said, it's uh, and plus no one did no one, it's up to me to check, right? Yeah, no, well, no one did the math on the bar. It's just like, this feels right right now, you know. So even yeah. subconsciously, if it's one thirty. It's like I, that bar, I didn't think twice. I was like, "All right, it's one twenty. Let's go." Yeah, like, never crossed my mind. And it's like it's like no, it should be red, yellow, green to be one twenty, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was red. Yeah, we had red, blue, and green, so it was one thirty. And, and and we were and we were taking big jumps, like we were taking. So it's like, all right, like it's time just to slap another plate on. What's the next color? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, it is what it is. Like we did. I, I'm not mad at it. You know, I, I pulled at 130. You know, I didn't completely Clark it. I tried to go under it and didn't quite get there. You know, I didn't have it locked out at any point. We're still a little ways off from that, but. You know. Well, if anything, it brings up the thought process of, hey, we haven't pulled on 130 in a while. Like there was a time where we were hitting snatches for a day, then loading up, you know, like 15, 10 extra kilos to 130 or 40. And just doing like one or two pulls, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that maybe we're, we're accidentally back onto something where if we hit a snatch session, we should maybe do a couple pulls, you know, just with like a shrug or something. Because if we're not putting 130 in the hands at all, like we haven't really been focusing on deadlifts or anything like that, mm-hmm. then that's definitely going to make it harder to snatch 130, right? Yeah, we got to make that feel light in the hand. So I'm with you. So I, I think we're, we're onto something, you know, it's... Uh, when we finish our snatch sessions, maybe a couple pulls on 130 just uh, and trying to speed it up right through the middle. So it's like you can focus on just really trying to accelerate and knowing that you, you don't have to go under this. You know, you're not going to go under this. You're just going to really try to iron out that middle part. I think there's something to be said there, and that's probably something that we should do. So in a way, this was a good thing because you are definitely due for a PR. You went under 126 that one time, and I'm like, oh, shit, this is about to happen. But then, you know, you fell to your knee. And I think we are on the cusp of another PR soon, whether it be a kilo or two. But that 130 did feel heavy and a little slow through the middle. That's probably in part two because of just the big jump. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just 35 pounds on there and, you know, give it a yank. But, you know, I, I wonder what it would have felt like if I had – progressed to 130 you know if i had done the 125 126 first and then hit 30 if it would have moved that same way yeah um, but it still it definitely felt heavy in the hands so i mean it is what it is it, it's you know it was still a, a good consistent day up to that point um you know so i felt good you know i've been dealing with like kind of a nicked up wrist um so to pull under those snatches and make up to right around kind of competition opener weight 
um, without any misses with that going on was confident building confidence building going into our meet here in a couple of weeks. So especially given the week before, because we had a rough week last week. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. With, um, with the snatches didn't, didn't go so hot. So kind of, kind of a bounce back week. And, you know, I think it was just, you know, just a, Which, a decent day. So that, that just goes to show you, like, I think the week before, like we, we couldn't hit 105, right? Like did, didn't we have like a little battle 105 to 110 somewhere around there? Something. Yeah. 105 to 110. We were, we were struggling. I think maybe I went back down and got 105 eventually, but we definitely could I couldn't even snatch 110 last week. Yeah. So it's like you could couldn't even snatch 110 last week and we had like a battle at 105 where it's one of those days it's like man what's what's going on like I like why can't I do this today? Then yesterday all the way up to 115 no misses super solid we're we're looking good we're looking fast looking like a completely different lifter. Yeah. Yeah, just feeling feeling okay. Like I said my wrist a little nicked up but you know maybe it was I've been on these uh that uh, I'll leave for a couple of days <laughs> feeling a little better, hey. um, you know, just to trying to get rid of some of that swelling in my wrist. You're going to be sponsored by a leave swearing the leave singlet. <laughs> I'm gonna leave singlet. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Hey, listen, I'll take it. They pay well, me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was our experience with your lifting during the seminar, which I did think it was, it was kind of cool. Like it was something that I definitely wanted to do because uh, Coach Penley, when he would do his seminars, he would have his lifters demo, right? So he would coach the the snatch, and then John would snatch, uh, or Donnie would snatch. And it's like I've always wanted to teach a seminar where I had something like that going on, and this was the first time I was able to do that. So it's like, like I like I still have people I of course look up to and want to emulate and want to be like. So it's like being able to add that aspect of it into my own seminar where I have a lifter who's lifting awesome weights and has great technique and I want to show it off to the attendees and have them be the live demo. It's like that was a, that was a seminar PR for me, you know, and, and on, on a goal that I wanted to do for a while. So it's, it's cool to have somebody too that it's like somebody you've coached from the ground up, you know, so it's like everything I just taught, it just verifies everything that you taught them. Yeah. It's like, you know, this is, you know, from, from day one to now, and this is the, not the end product, because we still have so much more work to do, but this is the current version of what we were able to do over the last three and a half years. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and the, the fact that it was uh bar to one fifteen, smooth as can be, you know, probably one of our best sessions leading up through that progression of weights, especially since we went 100, 110 which I'm happy about that too. That was a, that was the smoothest 100 to 110 ever right there. And then 115 was better than 110. Yeah. It was just feeling good. Like, like it was just, it was just feeling easy. Like, I think I said after I snatched 115 and then it all, then the wheels fell off. Right. It's actually, <laughs> you know, it's like Jeff, I looked at Jeff, I was like, Jeff, it's easy, man. I don't know. We might be onto something today. And then yeah, we you were like, everywhere. you were like getting cocky and talking a little shit. And then all of a sudden you're like, this got really, and all heavy. of a sudden we, yeah. we put 15 more kilos on and then, and then broke the day. I think if we had made a small jump, I think we would have been onto something yesterday, but yeah, I don't know. It was next, uh, that, next that time 30, that one thirty kind of, kind of threw a wrench in the plan. But I, I liked the, I, I, I'm liking the fact that one thirty made a cameo experience or, or, or uh, a visit like your call your Kong 120 to 126 is Godzilla 
And then we had that Mechagodzilla throw on in there. And all of a sudden, you know, the, the fight got harder. So we had to bump it back down. So. Yeah, definitely. Now let's talk about the, uh, the team's experience. You know, we can, we can wrap up here with bonus shout outs for the, uh, the whole team and how awesome of a job they did. So uh, you've got all the numbers. So why don't you break down the numbers and we can kind of talk a little bit about each one. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, let's run through this. Um, all right. So Betsy um, came in. Uh, she set a new snatch PR, 87 pounds. Her previous, that was a two pound PR for her. Um, and then she set a one pound PR on her clean and jerk at 118. So small PRs, but progress. Yeah, PR is um, a PR. And she she was one who used the method of bumping back down and ramping back up to yeah, build up that confidence. Yeah. And she did a great job with that. Yeah, so she was making some good... Um, good strides there. I think the snatch is the more difficult lift for her. Um, you know, but for her really, it's, it's like a mental thing of being comfortable pulling under, you know, I think she's had some nagging little injuries that, that come and go. Um, yeah. gets her a little scared to kind of push the limit, um, which is smart, you know, it's, you know, you don't want to injure yourself. So no, so get her, her cautiousness, but at some point, you know, you've got to got to have confidence in moving some of these weights. So she and did a good job kind of overcoming her fear there. Yeah. And she, she's one where, um, you know, she wasn't squatting as low as everybody else was. And, you know, instead of like forcing the issue or trying to get her to squat lower, I just decided to see what time would do. Cause I knew we were going to be doing a lot of squats and things like the Tigger squats, which is also like a mobility exercise to a certain extent. And she started to get lower and lower. And At the end of it, she was moving a lot deeper. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like, the movements themselves are what you need to do to get the mobility in the movement, right? Like if you can't squat below parallel, work on your air squat and then like hold your, the bottom of your air squat and try to sink down and spend time there. And you, so you use, you can do all the mobility exercises in the world, but it's still, it's kind of the difference between like foam rolling your thighs may help you get deep in the squat just like uh, doing a, a snatch balance might help you drop under the bar on a snatch, but it's still not the snatch. Right. Foam rolling your quads is not doing an air squat and getting deep and snatch balancing isn't snatching. These are just accessory things that you can use, but in the end, what do you have to do? The main movement. And the right. main movements are self-correcting to a certain point, And that's what you need to do to get better at it. Right. And it's just, you know, again, for her building the confidence too you know it's it, it can be scary going all the way down there you know what i mean so yeah so she yeah. definitely definitely did a good job there yeah, um, yeah let's see jessica jess did um she had a nine pound snatch pr so she hit a few PRs. she kind of built up she hit like a one pound snatch pr and then she got like you know another four or five pounds on that and then she went ultimately to 110 pounds um, her previous PR was 101 um, in pounds, and now she's snatched 110. Um, so that's putting her putting her up there. Text me, good. I can't hear you. Putting her up there pretty good. Um, 127 pounds for the clean and jerk. That's a two pound PR for her. Um, so PR on both lifts, you know, 11 pounds to the total, and 
and she she had a really good day, which was a good bounce back for her because she she was the one that didn't have such a great day at the competition. She only made you know two lifts, um, so she needed a day like today to kind of you know build her confidence up a little bit. Yeah, and she's got a great attitude, and hopefully seeing you know videos of you from competition where we're missing lifts and you know and not having like the day that maybe you expected you know and and put on yourself is important and you can talk to her about that but nine nine pounds on the day uh nine pounds on the snatch is huge and she was moving really really well yeah yeah she's been she's been putting in the work she's she's lifting at the gym she's lifting at home she's you know constantly in touch with me asking for more um tips and tricks and what else can she do so you know she's she's definitely um someone to keep an eye on you know she's in that master's division so hopefully we can make some waves here in the next year or two It'd be good that's a fantastic quality for an athlete to have you know like what more could i be doing and asking your coach instead of watching youtube videos and reading articles it and... Too. i get the video text but oh god we've yeah had, we've had that talk yeah <laughs> it's 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 so hard these days because there's so much out there yeah. But it's it's like uh it, it's a it's a tough battle because like again you know, like you go to a seminar nothing's necessarily wrong per se but it's like it's too much information and now all of a sudden we're overthinking things and you might be in a situation where you're like Jess what's going on today and like oh I'm thinking about this thing that I saw in this video and it's like what like like all right now you have to deal with that like I've been in that situation many times it's like so you didn't yeah. even know that they're walking into training with this whole manifesto in their head of how they need to change their entire technique and then you're like you, you're looking different today why are you changing this and you're like oh well, i saw such and such talk about this yeah well you know it, it's come up i've gotten you know hey what do you think about this and what do you think about that and you know it's it's like well i don't i don't discourage you from doing your own research i don't want you to take my word as the gospel of weightlifting because yeah do whatever research you want to do I only ask you to do two things. One, consult with me before you make any changes in your lifting, you know, and we'll talk it through together, you know, just like you said. So it's not a total surprise when I walk in and you're, you know, your feet are four feet apart and you're pulling from because someone's yeah. on the internet said to, right? And then two is consider the source, right? I don't need you bringing in tips from some guy who's been banned from five Olympics for using steroids. I don't want you bringing in tips and tricks from some, you know, somebody who's got less experience coaching lifts than I do. You know what I mean? That, you know, is just saying stuff for views because it's inflammatory and it gets likes and shares on Facebook. Right. There's a lot so, of that out there. Right. So I just, I just want you to consider the source and then bring it to me before we change anything. It's not for me to tell you, no, that's bad. Just how are we going to make this change? I don't want you just immediately start, you know, changing your entire technique because of a video you saw, you know, there's incremental ways if we decide that we want to make this change that we can kind of figure out the best way to implement that. Right. Yeah. And so, then if they come to you and they're like, such and such did this. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. I'm glad you're showing the init initiative and you're getting out there and you're learning, but now you can be like, all right, well, let's work on it together. And then if you know something of what they're talking about, then you can coach them real time. Cause that's a whole nother thing of like, a beginner trying to implement something they read on the internet on their own with no coaching. Well, I can't imagine the success rate's too high because it's either it's not going to work right away and you're going to just give up on it way too soon, or you think it's working and it's actually not, and it's affecting other parts of the lift 
and then you're developing this bad habit. So yeah. like, I want to be able be able to tell you either when to stick with it or when it's the time to kind of call it and and get rid of it. Yeah, it goes back to that. What is what does right feel like type of thing? Like you don't know, so you don't right. know if you're doing it right or wrong. You yeah. just have to have yeah. eyes on you. Yeah, I don't want it to affect more important more important things. You know what I mean? So I don't know, but we we've had we've had that talk and, and she's very motivated to get better so she's really understanding about that yeah. um great job jess what's that oh i said i said great job jess yes I'm, yes I'm lifting. great job um jeff um another my other master's lifter there um 141.5 on the snatch so he picked up a pound and a half on his snatch um took him a little bit you know four tries he kind of got into the battle but um you know, he, he really smoked it. I think he was, he was moving pretty good. Now he said that his 140 was a power snatch. Yep. Right. So like, are you counting that? Like, like, are, like, like, two this, PR. It's like a double PR. Like, yeah. So like, it's, it's almost like, like 101%, you know, plus uh, mm -hmm. uh, increase for him. And it's like the way he snatched that, that 141.5. Uh, I think he's going to snatch 70 full squat. If he sticks with just, focusing on getting low every time and not allowing himself to power snatch he could oh, yeah. definitely be snatching 70 this year oh yeah for sure he's he's knocking on the door he's going to be there pretty soon he's strong by, by states even yeah he's a strong guy so I, I don't see it being that far out of the that far out of the realm of possibility you know and then he turned around and you know he was having uh, some cramps and stuff in his legs and and uh for the clean and jerk session so it wasn't ideal for him but he still had a clean pr it's his first time cleaning 200 pounds so yeah 200 pounds couldn't quite get the jerk but you know i think you know the clean pr is still still big so 200 pound club for for jeff you know and he's a hip cleaner too which i i enjoyed mm -hmm. yeah yeah so he's he's um he's coming along pretty nice you know he, he moves his feet he uh, pulls under hard you know, so he does, you know, all the things, the little things that, that you always ask, you know, so it's uh, just for him, just continuing to work on the mobility. And, and I think he's going to shoot up pretty quick. Yeah. And like you said earlier, I think, I think that's a big takeaway from him. And he learned, you know, mm. if I get down here and spend time with it, you know, and practice it, I can do it. I think yeah. sometimes when you think you don't have the mobility to do something and you have success on something else, like power snatches, you're like, well, that's just where I'll live. But I think him getting that 141.5, 1.5 pounds over his best power in the deep squat is was probably like a huge confidence boost for him. Yeah. And then um, Jackie didn't get a snatch PR. She made some good progress, you know, especially with getting deep in her squats and stuff like that. Um, but wasn't quite able to hold that PR. She had it locked out overhead for a second, um, but she didn't quite get the PR in that. Um, but she did get a, a clean and jerk PR, 125 pounds, and she also got a, a clean PR at 130. She just couldn't get the jerk. So, oh yeah, it was a good day for her. Yeah, she's got fantastic uh, jerk technique. You know, she's yeah, it's it's, it's come a long way since the the meet where I saw her jerk first, mm -hmm. and now she's uh she's figuring that out. That's going to be a really strong lift for her. That she might be one of those people where if she can clean it, we we might be like on the the home stretch. You know. Yeah, building she's, up that jerk. She's getting a lot better at pushing herself under the bar. She was kind of, you know, kind of hitting a sticking point with that front foot and then kind of almost getting forced to press the the uh, 
heavier weights, you know, but now she's getting a little more comfortable in the split. She's getting a little deeper, um, you know, so she's hitting that lockout a lot smoother. You know, we've been working on the, I think you and I talked after last meet, just that timing yeah, um, of having the, the feet hit and the, and the lockout. Um, so we've been working on that and it's, it's starting to kind of click, um, you know, so that was, that was good. Um, and then the footwork you did with her on Saturday, you know, just giving her that, that mark to kind of shoot for, I think was making sure that when she was getting into those heavier weights, she was reaching that front foot out because yeah. that was kind of the thing. She'd cut it short and then her feet are hitting before the lockout and ends in a press. So, yeah. For anyone listening, we just drew typical weightlifting diagrams on the floor for the footwork part of the jerk. And I will say Jackie was the most accurate at hitting her spots, you know, yes. like, like some people, uh, they may mention this feels really wide or this feels different. It's like one with that is when you draw those diagrams, it's, it's, again, it's a general framework. There right. still might need to be things that need to be changed first based on a person's flexibilities or, or just their practice, but you do need to practice it. Like if you do tons of footwork drills, you will start to hit that mark. You're just not used to hitting that mark because maybe you cut your split short. Maybe you overreach with the back leg often. So it's really, it's not that you're missing the mark. It's just that your, your technical errors are dominant right now, right? So you can't hit the mark. So that's why the mark is there. But Jackie had the best precision on hitting those marks perfectly every time. I was yeah, impressed. She was, she was doing well. Like I said, we've been, we've been working on it and then, and then having you come in and show that diagram, I think, um, you know, made a couple other things click and, and, you know, so it was good. It was, you know, it, everything kind of worked like it should, right? You do all the training and we have the seminar and everything came together and, and, you know, it was, uh, it was a good, a good outcome. Yeah. Um, and I got to draw on the floor. Yeah. And you got to draw all over the floor. So it was <laughs> good. <laughs> um, which I didn't get any crap for that today. We'll see how it goes tomorrow. All right. Um, it's a sore issue. And then Stacey, drawing on Stacey, the floor. What's that? I said, it's a sore issue sometimes drawing on the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was good with it. So we're okay. Yeah. Um, and then Stacy was my last lifter, I think out of that group. So she, um, her and Jess came into the day, both with a one-on-one snatch PR. And I knew they were both kind of due. Um, especially I, I had a feeling Stacy was going to be due for a snatch PR cause she's doubled a hundred. Um, so I'm like, you know, there's, there's no reason our one rep should be one-on-one we're due for a PR and she yeah. was able to do 105. So she added four pounds, um, and then added, a, another pound to her clean and jerk. So, um, yeah. she kind of like, um, Jeff with his snatch, she kind of got into a fight with the clean and jerk a little bit, took her, you know, four attempts, but. You know, I give her credit. I mean, I would never take four cracks at a PR clean and jerk. No way. Maybe yeah. two, three tops, but four. Um, I don't. I don't think I'd want to do that. So she took four tries at it and got the jerk. It was the jerk every time. You know, she made the cleans. You know, so she cleaned this hundred and whatever percent, hundred and one percent weight four times, and just kept missing the jerk. And that's, you know, it's tough to do. But she she yeah. got it on that last one and you know, small PR, but it's a PR. So. Yeah. Any, any moving of the needle forward is, is, is better than not, you know, and she did a fantastic job. And as soon as she figures out and gains the confidence and ability of putting her head under the bar and uh, like sticking her neck out there for the lift, so to say, uh, she's going to be clean jerking a lot more. You know, I could definitely see if she, if you guys work on that, she mm -hmm. could definitely be like 75 kilos. 
you know, like this year. Yeah, yeah soon. So yeah. yeah, she'll be she'll be doing she'll be doing some pretty good weight soon, you know, and it, it's good because her and Jackie are also barely into the 64 weight class. They like I think Stacy weighed like 60. Mm-hmm. A little less at the at the meet, you know, so really they're they're 59s, which puts you know these kinds of weights that they're lifting even a little bit further up. Yeah, you know, they're going to be going in at 59 at the at the meet in May. Um, you know, so hopefully it puts them in a position to to do some damage. You know. And yeah, I think so. I don't. I don't imagine there's a whole lot of 59s out there. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be it'll be a good position to be in. You know, as a coach and and as athletes, you know, have have some athletes in that weight class that are lifting big weights. So. Yeah. No, everybody did great. You know. Um, I will say. Uh, uh, Stacy uh, did that one thing that I've never seen before. So that's the oh, fun, fun, yeah, it was weird. fun part about a, a seminar is like sometimes you or going to a weightlifting meet, you see things that you've literally never seen before. And I, I asked her, I said, do you not use the hook grip on the clean? Because I saw she had a regular grip when she was pulling. And she's like, oh, no, it, it slides out. You know, my hands are small, which we measured her hands versus my hands. And yeah. it's like, we, we have the same, same, I have small hands. She has the same side hand, hands as I do. So it's like, you get a smaller bar. So we just got to build up your grip strength. But it turns out she actually starts with a hook grip and literally the moment before the pull initiates, her yeah. hand flickers open and she releases it. Like full open hand, then wraps the thumb on top. And I, I stood behind her on that one, I think that she made. And I'm like, Oh, that's what's happening. And I've never seen that before. And yeah. I think it's, it, it happens subconsciously. Yeah. I don't know if you saw when you brought up the hook grip, the, and she shot me a look because mm-hmm. we've gone back and forth on this hook grip thing. In the oh, past. no, I didn't see that. I didn't necessarily catch what you caught that she lets it go, but I've seen her pull and there's no hook grip. And I'm like, why aren't you using a hook grip? And She's like, I do have a hook grip. It just, my hands are small. My thumbs, my this, my that. And I'm like, I, you don't think that I've, like, I've been through that. Like, I didn't feel comfortable yeah. with the hook grip. You and I had the same conversation. Why don't you use a hook grip? I don't know. Doesn't feel comfortable. Don't really like it. My yeah. thumbs are too short. Whatever. Like, And, and also, you know? that's too bad. You better start if you plan on yeah, snatching exactly. 130. Yeah, if you want to snatch a big weight, then you're going to need a hook grip. So, um yeah so we've had that that conversation so the minute you said that she kind of shot me a look like oh would did you tell him or something like i don't know if she thought i threw her under the bus no no no. i just saw it but it's it's very very unique and interesting that she actually does start with it so she's yeah. actually doing what, she, what you want her to, to do on, and then it just comes off as she pulls yeah yeah well not even like so it's not like in the pull like it slips out i don't want anyone to think it's slipping yeah. out Imagine she breaks the bar from the floor. She yeah, yeah, yeah. The hook grip is on, then, and it it, then all of a sudden the hand opens, regular grip pull, and it's so perfectly timed. That's that's what I'm impressed about. Like it's seamless. Like like that little scary because I'm like, what kind of habit is that? If it's perfectly timed, like how hard is that going to be to break? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I I could not imagine trying to do that. It was the most incredible technique i've ever seen like like it was it's actually it's kind of cool to think about like yeah you need to fix it but i was i was just so impressed i'm like how do you have like if you have such perfect timing on that then you have the ability to have really good timing on other things 
you know, and also it makes me wonder if she does it on a snatch too. I, I, I'm sure she does. I'll, I'll have to keep a closer eye on it and make sure that I'm just constantly in her ear. Hooker, 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 hooker. Yeah, watch, watch from behind and see the back of the hand and see yeah. what happens. Yeah. So yeah. So that was the team. I think they did a great job. You know, they were very, you know, appreciative of all the tips and and tools that you gave them to work with. You know, I know I'm I'm happy with the things that I picked up and. You know, I have to take another trip through my notes and, you know, highlight a few things that I want to make sure that I get into um, as soon as possible. But, you know, it was it was a good day. So thanks for coming down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, a shout out to the team. Uh, thank you to you, Tracy, Frank Sr., CrossFit Sona for having me out and letting me uh, do my thing. You know, it's uh, it's not easy for gyms and coaches also to open their doors and let in another coach or, or influence like that. You know, some people are insecure about what they do in their place, you know, to, to do that. You've heard that before. Yeah. Uh, so it's, you know, thank you for allowing me the opportunity too, because I, I love teaching seminars. I love teaching weightlifting. So I'm very grateful that people signed up for it and came. And I would say just in a general sense, you know, I'm grateful for all of the people that I've learned from, you know, like, and have had the ability to learn under like John, uh, taking the Donnie Shankle seminar, taking the CrossFit weightlifting seminar, uh, spending all the time that I had with Glenn, you know, everything that I'm teaching, nothing is original, you know, uh, per se, other than like reordering things and maybe just the, the cadence and the way that I actually teach things, but I had to learn it all from somewhere. So I give all the credit to those people for teaching me and then the people that taught them. You know, so it's uh, it's just a, a cool thing to continue to do. And if anyone's out there, uh, if you're listening, you have a gym and you want a weightlifting seminar, uh, I'm willing to drive. You know, I, I love to teach it. So, you know, slide into the DMs, you know, uh, James A. McDermott on Instagram or the Barbell Strikes Back on Instagram. And uh, let's talk. I, I, I would love to do it. I, I love teaching uh, these moves and I'll do it all day if I can. Yeah. And tag tag me along, too, because I'll come demo. Yep. The, uh, Frank will snatch 130 at your gym. No, you know, we'll... I, will, I will hold the PVC pipe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hold the PVC pipe all day and do the demoing, which yeah. I'm glad I'm glad you you were probably glad that you had to only demo with the PVC pipe instead of the bar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the, the most of that stuff was OK. The, the ticker squats would have got a little tough. But, yeah. You know. Awesome. Well, Frank, yeah. uh, any any closing thoughts uh, uh, from from you? Uh, and where can people find you? Uh, let's close this out here. Um, yeah, you can find me um, at Frank underscore Ford underscore on Instagram, um, CrossFit Sona on Instagram. Um, you know, just go out and take seminars, you know, add to your melting pot and, um, you know, find opportunities to learn. Take a, I'm sure there's a USAW level ones and twos um, going on again and, um, you know, seminars and stuff like that. Competitions are starting to take off again. So, um, you know, Take the opportunity. If you see something pop up, you don't know how often it's going to happen. So sign up for it and get in there. Yeah. And hey, hey, just like you said, uh, USA Weightlifting Seminar, July 24th and 25th at Albany CrossFit in Albany, New York. We are hosting. And it's going to be a great time. We have Coach Mike McKenna coming out to do that, which I've never met him before. So that'll be exciting as well. Meet someone else in the community and just come out and learn and take you know listen to everything that we said about taking seminars and if you're a coach take notes if you're an athlete take everything with a grain of salt grow your melting pot talk to your coach and have a good time and continue to learn and grow yep 
absolutely. I will be there at the at the seminar myself. So come on out. Should be a good time. We got a bunch of the team will be there. So oh yeah, definitely. We got more more people rising up the coaching ranks and whatnot. Yep. So yep, for sure. Awesome. Well, Frank, thanks for coming on. We'll yeah, have to do it again. I'm gonna watch Mortal Kombat today and I'll let you know my my rating, 7.5, 7.6. Let's see what happens. Yeah, let's see. All right. I'll look forward to it. Thanks for having me on. All right. Later, Frank.